Kitchen Rudimental, a series in which chef and author Annie Smithers investigates the very basics of kitchen craft. The exciting sounds of the inner city <laughs> means Annie Smithers has come to my place. Hello. Hi, Jonathan. Treat to have you here. Oh, it's very lovely to be down. It's um, it's a beautiful autumn day here in sunny Melbourne, and I'm very happy to be here in your kitchen. We're going to talk tarts. You're a big tart. Thank you. Um, we are going to talk tarts. I've been doing, I've been doing some learning, and I have been doing some reconnaissance work on some of one of my nemesis's what's, what's the plural of nemesis i don't know nemesis is it like wet x and wet i'm not sure that's the plural of wet x's because that's index what indices yes we have to have wet x wetices no you have oh. wet x's <laughs> so um, there's a bit to unpick there there is a bit to unpick so first i would like to share my new great love oh it's something that i've never made before mm -hmm. it's something called a flan parisienne okay sounds fancy <laughs> well it sounds fancy because it's got a french name um it's it's a custard tart and i've never made it i don't know why i have never made it so were you aware of its existence maybe Maybe. I'm not sure whether I was aware of its existence. I think I should have been aware of its well, existence. Well, because you, you were a big fan of, of tarts and flans in general. Big fan of pastry work. Big fan of tarts. Big fan of, um, you know, shoe pastry, French cake, French cake shop pastries. I think mm. that's the thing. And when I was a child... Um, my mother taught in a school in Canterbury... And there was, in, so in, you know, lovely, leafy, suburban Melbourne. And in the late 70s and definitely through the 80s, there was an incredibly beautiful French cake shop there. Around the same era that there was an amazing um, croissant maker at the uh, Vic Market. Hmm. Um, and it was, it was one of those cake shops that, now that I think back on it, was probably an early version of, you know, stuff that we're incredibly familiar with in the 21st century. You know, it's been transported to Australia and we've all learnt how to make beautiful things. But when I made my little flan parisienne, it immediately took me back to that cake shop and the custard that they used in their little apple tarts, all sorts of things. And it's an incredibly simple and rewarding tart to make at home. Is this purely sweet? It is sweet. It, um, I have made it with a short crust pastry that has a small amount of... Um, so for the batch, it's got two teaspoons of sugar. So it's not very much sugar in it at all. Which is unusual for you. You're not a sweetener of your short crust normally. I don't like to sweeten my short crust. Um, but in part two of the, the tart conversation, <laughs> we'll talk about that that problem. Right. <laughs> um, so it's got two teaspoons of sugar in the pastry and it has a whole egg. So it's quite friendly pastry to work with, mm. like the one that I taught you very early on. Yeah. Which, yes, which is there on the ABC Listen app. Yes, a long way back. Years ago. Years ago. Um, Still make it. 
still make it. It's a very easy pastry to work with. But I often find that um, sweet pastries are difficult to work with because the granular nature of the sugar, mm. so it's a, it's a crystal, and that automatically makes the pastry harder to work with because it separates and tears and things because of that crystalline edge on the sugar. So there's a slight hint of sweetness to the pastry, but it's not sweet. There's a reasonable amount of salt in it, so it's got that balance of sweet, salty. Can I ask a stupid question? You, there are no stupid questions when asking about food. Why would you not use a, a sweetening syrup in that pastry rather than the sugar if the, if the granular stuff is a problem? Because then you'll have a liquid content content that you'd have to adjust something else mm, okay that scientific that mathematical you know proportional thing see it was a stupid question it's not a stupid question there are no stupid questions um so the pastry is rolled out it's in quite a deep tin so i make mine in my uh i suppose there what would that be jonathan i'm holding my two inches up. in the old two inches in the old so 10 centimeters in the yeah 10 centimeter Just, high yeah, yeah ring tins um so i just have a, a flan ring which is just a you know a tube of metal and you drop the pastry in there and you chill it and while the pastry is chilling i you make a pastry cream so but this one has whole eggs so usually my pastry cream only has egg yolks in it but this has whole eggs egg yolks milk cream vanilla sugar and a bit of corn flour as the stabilizer so you mix that up it's very delicious you pour it in don't steal too much on the way through don't steal too much you'll burn your tongue on it um and then it's poured into said rolled unbaked tart tin you pop it in your oven at 200 degrees for 10 minutes and then you drop the temperature down and cook it for another 40 minutes and you have this and then you set it overnight which is another thing i don't often do is eat pastry that's been in the fridge all night so so we've we've popped the pastry in our tin yeah we've chilled that a tad yeah we've dropped the cream in yeah then we've popped it in the oven yep and, and, and how cooked is the pastry after that well when you pull it out it's perfectly cooked to my surprise and what's happened to the cream well it's why isn't the, it overdone is what the I'm pastry wondering. cream the pastry cream has blistered and darkened on the top not as much not as much as a bath cheesecake but it's certainly darkish and looks a little leathery Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it, it, it's all, for me, the whole process was all wrong. Yes. Everything about this process. But this was working as it, it should. Was, it, it triggered me thinking, this is all wrong. It doesn't fit in with what I think should happen. All right, so you're out of the oven, into so the I'm fridge. So I'm out of the oven. I've cooled down. I've gone into the fridge overnight. And then when you take it out and you cut a little slice of it is the pastry is perfectly crisp and crunchy and delicious and brown and cooked the filling is this delicious custard that is so it's it's quite it looks it looks like it's going to be heavy but it tastes quite light in fact it tastes so light that you just keep eating it and then you actually feel sick <laughs> That's the danger. Um, th there's an element of Portuguese tart to it. Uh, maybe. I don't know. But it is 
it the the wonderful thing about it for me was that the first you know so i tried it i made it i put it in the fridge i came to work the next day i took a piece out you know made my coffee took a piece out and to my surprise i thought gosh that is really delicious and then the second thought bang up behind that mm. was that reminds me of the custard that was in the things that i used to eat as a child from this french cake shop and then the third thought was this tastes just like something you'd buy in Paris. Hmm. Very cool. It, it's like, it, it, that, that's convert. I mean, the, the point of sort of the conversion here. I mean, what have you, you you've agreed that this is a nice thing, but yeah. does, this, does this change your behaviour <laughs> with other dishes? <laughs> uh, does it change my behaviour with other dishes? I think it, it, it's reminded me that um, you, know, you never, ever stop learning in a kitchen, yeah. ever. And it's actually put me on a little quest of sort of, you know, what, what can I define from this and what can I learn from this? Um, but I also think that it is, you know, and then I do, you know, thing, I, I, well, it's not that I torture it, but I'll, I'll keep a piece and I'll taste it the next day and I'll taste it the next day and I'll taste it the next day after that. Not because I'm greedy, but I want to see what happens to it. But for me, it just presents itself as a very complete piece of work that sits nicely, you know, in, in the sort of things that I like to cook and eat, mm. goes beautifully with fresh, um, fresh fruit and, you know, particularly at berry time of year, it's delicious with that and a little dollop of cream. But it's also something that is, yeah, it's a lovely presentation piece. It's a lovely thing to make at home and then pop in your fridge and eat over a series of days. Can you add flavour? I don't think you need to add flavour. I mean, obviously you could. So because it is a custard-based thing, is you do bring the cream and the milk to the, to the boil. So you could certainly add... Yeah, lemon rind, mm. orange rind. Lemon was what I was wondering. Chocolate. Yeah. Um, you could add, yeah, you could put almond, yeah, roasted almonds in there and have an almond, you know, roast mm. almond flavour to it. But there's something just so perfect about it being just this vanilla custard tart. Can we have the recipe, please? You certainly can. <laughs> Which means you, dear listener, you too can have the recipe for Annie's Fran Parisienne. It's so beautiful. I hope you all enjoy it as much as I've been enjoying it. Well, if you if, tell you what, if you do make it um, and, and love it, let us know. We'd love that. We would. We would love to yeah. hear your your triumphs or, yeah. or failures. That's yep. okay. Yep, failures are fine too. We have a few of those. So the recipe, it will be there on the, the blueprint page at the Radio National website, which is also where there's a little button you can push and it will let you send us an email. So that's fun. Can I send you emails? You may. Oh, great. Eddie, thank you. It's a pleasure. We'll be back to talk more flanny things. Tarts. Tarts in Tarts. a couple of weeks. Yep. But that's it for now. Flan Parisienne. Listen to more great stories that take you beyond the headlines. 
ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.